Thank you for tuning in to the best parenting show on the internet. Post Daily Dose. Hey there, Facebook family. This is Christy Saul, the co-founder of the Post Institute, coming at you live for another episode of Post Daily Dose, the best little parenting show on the internet. I got this new shirt today. I kind of think it's funky. I'm enjoying showing it off. Look, it's like a face. It's got a whole face on it. <laughs> it just struck me as random and I thought it would be something that would make me smile and increase my oxytocin and my dopamine by wearing it. So um, I hope you guys enjoy my funky sense of style or lack thereof. So of course I want to plug these books real quick. Brian's book, From Fear to Love. Um, you can get this book on promotion at feartolovebook.com. I will tell you what, the more I am reading research articles online, the more I appreciate this book and what Brian did in taking some very complex ideas and breaking them down into understandable bites that we can chew on and understand when it comes to how trauma affects the brain and what we as parents and caregivers can do to help create healing at the brain level. I mean, it's just... Um, Wow. I'm just wowed. <laughs> just wowed and just wowed and just lucky that I have been along for this journey. We also have this great workbook. I strongly encourage it. This work is, it's about digging deep. It's about digging deep into understanding your child and understanding yourself so that you can create a more healthy healing relationship in your family home and helping parents be the leaders that they are anointed to be. It's just that um, you're leading in an arena that you may not be as familiar with as what you need to be. Um, oftentimes I think of the effects of early life trauma as uh, it's like invisible disabilities. Um, so I have a child who has uh, physical disabilities. She was born with spina bifida and hydrocephalus. She's mobile by wheelchair. I have the visible reminder of the unique care that I have to provide for her as her parent. For children who have come from tough places, uh, many of the challenges are related to the formation of the brain and how the brain has been formed relative to the trauma that's been experienced. So we don't have the visible reminder and yet there are very unique needs for these children. And the more we can understand that, um, the more we can um, provide them, oops, provide them the care that they need. Like I lost my earring. Let me stick that back in real quick. So sorry. But I would be lopsided and that would be weird. I'll just take the other one out. That seems like the better solution. <laughs> and then we have this book here, Brian's book, The Great Behavior Breakdown. This is also an excellent book. It goes deeper, tells lots of great stories, and helps us um, see these dynamics in action both times uh, that maybe things didn't go so great, but also how we were able to even use the situations where things didn't go so great in building relationship and continuing to work at it because this, you know, we're all human. We're all human. So tonight, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about science. As we talked last night, I'm going to talk about dopamine a little bit more because um, it's new. It's newer research. Um, the Post Institute's been talking about oxytocin for a long, long time. We talked about that some last night, but this information about dopamine, I'm just finding to be extremely um, 
I don't know, it's just really mind-blowing. So the first thing I want to share is that research is showing that trauma, early life trauma, does affect dopamine. Dopamine is a neurotransmitter sending messages between our cells. And so it not only does it affect dopamine, but it also affects the dopamine receptors in a very negative way. So let me remind you guys of what some of the things that dopamine is responsible for helping with. Um, it helps with learning, with motivation, heart rate, blood vessel fluctuation, kidney functioning, lactation, sleep, mood, attention, control of nausea and vomiting, pain processing and movement. That's pretty significant, isn't it? Mm. So I've been reading all day and my brain's kind of about to explode. <laughs> but I want to try just to keep, I want to try to keep focused on just some very simple concepts that I'm coming across. So um, one piece of research that I was reading today uh, was talking about how the attachment and bonding process in the attachment and bonding process, that piece of mirror neurons comes into play. And so what is revealed is that, let me see if I can find a place to pick up easily. Um, the infant brain's very different, uh, whether they, do, 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 do. infants are completely dependent on their caregivers, whether they get to eat, get the right nourishment or warm enough, all of these things are dependent on their caregivers. Um, our study shows clearly that a biological process in one person's brain, the mother, is linked to the behavior that gives the child the social input that will help their brain be wired, quote unquote, normally. So what that is saying is that there is an interconnectedness when the caregiver has a certain amount of dopamine and is able to be attuned and meet the child's needs, then the child's dopamine kicks in and builds from that, similar to the oxytocin release mechanism. So one of the things then that that led me looking at was about synchronicity uh, in the parent-child relationship. And part of synchronicity and being able to accomplish synchronicity has to do with the prefrontal cortex. Well, darn it, the prefrontal cortex is also damaged by trauma. If you wonder why this is hard work and this doesn't just come easy, do you understand a little bit more about why this becomes so complex is because so many foundational parts of the brain that are responsible for being able to tolerate relationships and connectedness is affected by trauma. When trauma occurs, it affects the parts of the brain that help the child be able to be in relationship and be in a reciprocal relationship. So I went over and did a little bit of research because that's what I'm doing today and looked at some studies that have to do with building synchronicity in the parent-child relationship. So we know that all those things that we do during infancy, the cuddling, the eye contact, all of that helps build the brain. Um, breastfeeding, bottle feeding. In fact, uh, I'll get, um, see, there I go, off into a rabbit hole, but I'm gonna resist. There's so much information out there. 
So when we know that mirror neurons are a part of creating synchronicity, but then we know that our children's prefrontal cortex has been damaged, then that means it's going to be more difficult for them, but not impossible. So here was something I found to be very interesting. Um, it was a study having to do with synchronicity in older children with their parents. And what they found is that there was more synchronicity developed when they were doing challenging, challenging activities together. But here's something that was super cool, that there was a higher level of brain-to-brain -brain synchronicity when the child was allowed to engage in the activity more autonomously and the parent be the follower. And so they were able to, the child was, there was more synchronicity. I'm guessing that maybe in this study, the parent's brain began to link up with the child's brain and then vice versa, create this feedback loop. So what that tells me, this was, uh, these were like children in the five to 10 year old range and they were doing puzzles together. So do things that are challenging together, overcome obstacles together, but let your child lead. How about that? How about sit down with a puzzle that you know is maybe within your child's range, but just a little bit difficult, but let them lead the pathway and just patiently, patiently watch, observe, take direction from them and watch how you and your child can get into sync. Getting into sync with one another is a foundational piece of the attachment and bonding process. So a lot of times for children who come from tough places, um, there's this big, uh, you know, everybody talks about reactive attachment disorder, but nobody's talking about the disruption, the lack of bonding, the lack of bonding that has been presented to them. Bonding is the part of adults. And so this study I think is really cool because it demonstrates an effective way to get into sync. Lala says, funny, my son would never put, I would never put YE last puzzle, would never put, I'm not sure what that means. But that's okay. <laughs> but that's okay. So it may not, you know, they, they used puzzles. There may be something else that you can do together. Um, I encourage you to, when you enter into those activities, keep your finger on your own pulse, your own urge to jump in there and fix it your own stress or anxiety that you start to experience when your child is struggling. And maybe when you think about all, oh, there's so much static created by this abuse. Oh my gosh. It's just mind, like it's blowing my mind reading all the different ways that trauma affects the brain and disrupts so many processes. So you have a big job. You have a big job at your hands, but here's the thing. It's not a job that can be conquered by being overly directive. It's something where like what this is telling us is we need to step back a little bit. We need to give them opportunities. And even if they're not successful or even if they don't do it exactly the way you think, giving the opportunities and being a part of the process is going to build synchronicity and the synchronicity is going to help build other 
brain level brain blocks for further relationship. So I'm feeling pretty excited because, well, every night that I've been doing the post daily dose, what do I tell you guys? I'm like, put everything you've been stressing about aside, everything you've been teaching and over instructing and being stressed out about, we'll put it all aside, press pause on it all. Go give yourself about five minutes. Take some deep breaths. Maybe eat a nice little piece of chocolate. Put it in your mouth. Like, unwrap it. Smell it. Put it in your mouth. Let it melt on your tongue. Savor it. Let it be a grounding process that you really take time in so it's very fulfilling in a way that literally builds your oxytocin because you're giving yourself a little treat or just, you know, let the sun shine on your face and feel the warmth of the sun. Just take whatever whatever process you need to let yourself have for that five minutes to build your oxytocin, build your patience. Let this be an activity that's not about competition. It's not about perfection, but really your mission is just being in sync with your child. So follow their lead. Play with them. Let the love you have for them shine from your eyes. Let it emit from your energy that they are good enough, that they're amazing, that they're incredible. That adoration, you know, if you're raising a child who comes from tough places, you cannot look at them with adoration too many times. They may not have gotten that very much. So let it shine from your eyes. Let them feel it from your heart and go play with them. That is their language. That is their best way of communicating and let them be in charge. Follow their lead and know that when you're following their lead, you're helping to build synchronicity and through synchronicity later down the line, they're going to be able to follow your lead. So, Let's jump in and create some later life attachment and bonding and let's do our part. Our part as adults is to put the effort in to the bonding activities that our children need and they need it throughout the lifespan. So remember what Brian tells us, in any given moment we can act out of the blueprints of stress and fear and overwhelm. We all have those blueprints. We can all get competitive. We can all get impatient. We can all flip our lid and our amygdala get the best of us. Or we can take one to two to three to ten deep breaths and we can choose love. Much love to you guys. I hope you have a beautiful evening and we will see you all tomorrow.